Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm so glad that you've taken time out to listen to this episode. I also want to thank our sponsor for this episode, the Sundayschool.store. Um, you can find it at just Sundayschool.store. But the Sunday School Store is an amazing website full of amazing resources. And if you're a church of any size, particularly smaller churches, that maybe your budget's a little more limited, I want to encourage you to check this place out. There are thousands of free downloadable resources as well as full curriculums, um, standalone lessons, uh, you name it, they've got it over there. And it's solid, it's biblical, it's relevant to today's kids. And so I know you'll find what you're looking for if you're in need of something, whether it's this Sunday or next Sunday, um, go check it out at sundayschool.store and you'll be blessed. And we are blessed that they are our episode sponsor. So thanks to them for sponsoring our KMC podcast. Now, my guest today has some really interesting insights. He did a survey um, about the state of children's ministry and uh, surveyed over 1,200 leaders from around the country. I'm assuming around just our country, but could have been around the world. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But I wanted to dig into this because he shared some of the results with me. And I was like, wow, that is really intriguing about the state of where we are in this. Uh, well, I, I don't want to say post pandemic yet, but almost well, pre post pandemic world. <laughs> so Tony Coomer, welcome back to the KMC, man. I'm glad you made it some time to, to talk with me today. Well, Tom, I'm happy to happy to hang out again. It's been uh... It's been a long time. Uh, I remember we hung out in person uh, right at the beginning of 2020 at the Children's Ministry Conference, yes. Children's Masters Conference in yes. Florida. And then we all flew home and COVID happened. Yeah. And we've been friends. We've talked a lot online <laughs> since then. But uh, it's like you said, it's is this post pandemic? I <laughs> it's something. It's yeah, it's a different it's phase something. for sure. Uh, I just anyway. call it the new now. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah. It's the new now. Everything changes, and and now it's here, and now it's gone, and now it's back again. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's well, where we're at. So, well, tell Tony, tell our listeners about yourself and and what you do, um, just so that in case they don't know you or haven't heard about you, um, tell us about Tony. Yeah, Tom. Thanks so much. I am. Uh, I've been in kids ministry since two thousand five. And uh, was in a small church as the children's pastor, started a little blog called Ministry to Children. <laughs> and uh, that blog is, we serve about five and a half million people a year come to our website and, you know, download articles or read stuff. And uh, that's down a little bit pre-COVID. Everything's pre and post-COVID, but five and a half million a year, it was about six and a half before COVID. But so it's a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of outreach. Um, it's cool because it's, it's kind of free. Everything's free on that website. So it's really easy to attract people who need free stuff. Anyways, uh, during COVID, uh, I got together with some of our writers and we said, we, we really felt like there was a need for 
a curriculum that was super affordable for small churches um, and also generous. We want to, you know, we're always giving away free lessons too. And we said, you know, what's, how do we do this? How do we make it happen? So we got together, we started the Sunday school store and thank you for your kind words at the beginning. Um, but the Sunday school store, uh, we started in April, 2020. We've got, uh, we've had about 75,000 uh, users or customers download our material. You know, a lot of those are free. A lot of those are paid. Um, but, you know, we're just trying to serve smaller churches and we just want our lessons to be flexible uh, for small churches. I mean, we have three criteria. They keep the kids attention. They deepen Bible knowledge and they engage the kids with the gospel. So those are like that's our success criteria. Yeah. And uh, it's been really well received and we've been blessed by a lot of positive praise. And I appreciate you checking us out a couple of times and, yeah. and sharing with us and letting us sponsor the, the podcast. Now, in real life, I am nowhere near as boring <laughs> as a curriculum writer. I, uh, I'm a missionary from Haiti or to Haiti, or I can't tell now. Yeah. But I've been back in the States for about four years because the political stuff down there. And uh, my wife's from Haiti, and we moved up here and kind of settled. And our prayers to go back as soon as things uh, settle down. However, we're not. So I'm up in America doing, uh, doing the curriculum business and driving a school bus at a public school. <laughs> and uh, that's its own podcast waiting to happen. And then we're expecting a we're expecting a puppy this year, so we're going to have a puppy right. this spring. So I'm going to be a puppy dad. I, I mean, I've got kids. I've got like ten kids, but I'm going to be a puppy dad too. So add that to my resume. There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I know how it is. I, I there's always a chance that that you'll hear Miss Maya, our fur baby, upstairs. Um, and because uh, I'm down in my little cocoon of an office in the basement <laughs> doing this recording, and you never know what you're going to hear above my head that my microphone will pick up. So um, that's you know we don't edit this a whole lot. So there's there's no professional sound equipment and no professional people helping me uh, do the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. So it is what it is, and I'm okay with that. And so, I, man, I'm glad that you're on here because, like I said, this is this has been very interesting because I, I think a lot of us have kind of wondered how things are and. And I had the chance to go to Children's Pastors Conference back in January, and and it was so exciting to be back with people, real life people, and at a real life conference. And you could just tell people were were just exhausted and and have had this pandemic fatigue, um, ministry fatigue. And uh, so I, I thought this would be really good to talk about with your survey because there's a lot of information here and. So, but let me ask, because we always start off with a why question. So why, why did you do this survey? What prompted this? Uh, why'd you set it up and why, why'd you decide to do this? Well, I've always loved to do surveys and, and uh, just reach out to this audience um, that, you know, with the, such a big audience on ministry to children, I, I just feel like I'm in a position to really open the mic, turn the mic on and let people share what's happening. Um, and then share it with all the other readers as well. But a lot's changed since 2019. I did a big survey in 2019. I called it the state of children's ministry. And we were really asking a lot about, you know, when people came to Christ, you know, stuff like that, the children's ministry evangelism stuff. It was fabulous results. And I said, man, I wish I could do another survey because it was so encouraging to hear. And then I said, well, you know, not uh, what's changed since 2019? And I'm like, oh, right, COVID. <laughs> so I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to, to, to see what's happening. And even, even, you know, you're in Ohio, I'm in Indiana, I have friends in Florida and 
we have a, a Kristen from our websites in Colorado and then Bethany's in California. Everywhere is a little different right now and what's right. happening. So I just wanted to just uh, just open the mic and get a snapshot of what's happening in real churches right now. And I mean, I was blessed. I, I thought we'd have a couple hundred responses, but people wanted to share. We got 1,200 responses and uh, they're not just all uh, check boxes. There's a lot of uh, paragraph responses too. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty powerful and overwhelming stuff. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the kind of people that responded to this. I mean, wh- what did you learn about th- the different children's ministry leaders that shared? So uh, to start off, I, um, I did not post it on the internet or Facebook or anything else. It was kind of invite only. So I sent it out to my email subscribers. So these are people who are reading uh, ministry to children every week and they want kind of the first access to stuff. So these people are, um, are the email subscribers. So I sent the link out to the EM and I said, look, this is a five minute survey. Just let me know what's happening in your ministry. And so by definition, these are going to be smaller church leaders and some families in there too, because we have some families uh, who do home Bible study that use our material a lot too. And uh, the, um, yeah, the, 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 the first takeaway, and I don't know if, if, if we're ready to jump in the first takeaway, but the first takeaway, and this is just for my information, I said, no, how many kids are in your church? How many kids are in your ministry? Because um, mm-hmm. I'm curious that, you know, not all churches are the same. And my hunch is that God uses big churches to do some things and God uses small churches to do big things. But <laughs> my question was like, how many people are in your church? And uh, right. the overwhelming, um, the overwhelming portion of these people are in smaller churches. I mean, we have something like 85% or uh, 86% are under 50 kids in their ministry. So we're not talking mega churches here. We're not talking yep. million dollar buildings and budgets and 25 people on staff. I have friends in churches like that, but yep. that's not really my ministry. That's not my vibe. So these, I think if anything, these are just people like us. And I did limit yep. it to us subscribers. I have, I have a lot of overseas friends, but I wanted to, uh, to take some of the noise out of it. So I said, I'm just going to send this to my U S folks. Um, so that's, that's where we started. Interesting. And, and I do think that's, that's a very authentic and valuable, viable um, survey group because I I'm just doing a small one. There's a small survey on, on the kid ministry collective Facebook group right now, just asking some questions about burnout and, and hurt and that kind of stuff, fatigue and, the majority of the respondents so far are in, in churches of less than 400 total. So that would, that would line up right exactly with where the people are in, in your survey. Um, and again, I I've truly believed that that is the majority of the churches in our country right now. Um, you know, yes, the, the, the bigger churches, the mega churches get a lot of accolades and a lot of notoriety. Um, but, it where where a lot is happening is grassroots under 400 people churches and a lot of them are even half that so that's that's interesting um that's interesting so we know that ministry looks different obviously than you know as as we're two years into this pandemic um and like i said we we don't even know if we're coming out of it or still another phase or you know what else is happening but but it has affected the local church. And I'm curious to know, what, what did you come away with um, as you looked at some of this? Uh, how, how has this affected the church and uh, the local church? 
Yeah, I think I think it started with really the first question on the survey is I ask, um, are you meeting in person right now? And uh, I was surprised because I thought, you know, are is your church back in me? You know, is your church in person? Are you are you doing kids ministry? Well, 52 percent said, yes, we're back like pre-COVID. So half of the, about half of the churches said, yeah, we're back to pre-COVID schedule. We're back. We're rolling. So I said, that's encouraging. But then 36 percent said, ah, kind of we uh we're, we're in and out We're we, you know, we may not have Wednesday night. We may not have um, Sunday night. We have children's church, but not Sunday school, you know, so they're kind of back. And then I was really surprised that 11 and a half. So about 12% just said, no, we're still, we're on hold or remote only for our children's ministry. And that's a pretty big chunk of churches. Um, that is, I know um, every school district's different. And I think a lot of churches are taking the lead from the local school district, which I think is pretty safe way to do it. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's all the talk I've heard, especially in the education circles is you need kids back in school, you need families back on routine. Um, and everything's everything's moving that direction. But I just thought the churches were probably going to be a little farther along. So to me, that was my first surprise is that we still have, uh, or let's say, about half of the churches are back fully and about the other half are, are still figuring it out, which is is a big deal to me. Um, so, I mean, looking back at this pandemic, I think, you know, my, my summary is this was a total sucker punch. I don't know if you ever mm. in a fight as young man's <laughs> Tom, but uh, when uh -huh. somebody sucker punches you, Oh, it's bad. It's you don't bad. know what happened. You, you're off balance. Your eyes yep. are blurry. You're so seeing I feel stars. Like you're nope. seeing stars. Um, I didn't get into too many fights and uh, I was usually the aggressor, unfortunately. Um, so a sucker punch is bad. And uh, some churches are bouncing back. They, you know, they've found their balance. They're getting back. But other churches are rolling around on the ground saying, what hit us? You know, and this yes. is this is two years later. And I think it makes it a lot worse that it's not just one sucker punch. You know, boom, first wave, boom, second wave, boom, Delta, boom, Omicron, boom, Omicron plus. And yeah. uh, so churches who are trying to dodge and maneuver all this it's really hard. And I think the churches that are back have just made the decision, like, we're going to be back no matter what. We're just going to do church because that's what Christians do. We're just going to do church. <laughs> and the churches that are trying to, you know, follow the public health or follow the schools, that's that's a lot trickier. Um, right. So, I mean, talking to my talking to my connections, people I know, I feel like the bigger churches have been, you know, the larger, more well, let's say, well-organized, uh, more uh, more resource churches have, in my mind, generally done better because they've had, you know, they've had top down leadership to kind of sort it out. Smaller churches, I think, are still really off balance and struggling, yeah. um, struggling. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I've heard that from some of my smaller church friends that, you know, uh, the pastors, especially senior pastors and sometimes the only paid staff are struggling hard because, you know, you're, you're going to upset a lot of your group going one way or the other. And, you know, if you have service, you're endangering people's lives. If you don't have service, well, then you're in violation of scripture, you know, and, and it, it, it just feels like a no win situation for so many. And that's, that's been emotionally hard for a lot of leaders. And then, yeah, you know, do you have kids ministry? 
do you not have kids ministry? Do you start your student ministry back up or do you don't, don't you? And, and you're right. Yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, again, the health policies around your community, because it is so different. And, and that's the one thing, you know, it's hard when you see people asking questions in Facebook groups to answer because without the context of knowing where they're from, you know, it's difficult to ask, you know, about outreach stuff because, there's some things you can't do in certain parts of the country. Um, you know, our friends in Canada, you know, are still, you know, suffering lockdowns um, where their churches can't even open. Um, so they're all virtual and all of those kind of things. So it is hard. Um, so what'd you learn about how leaders are handling all of these changes? Um, yeah. And I think, I think by definition, kid men folks, kids ministry folks are very creative. And we've always known that because, We've got the glitter. We've got the glitter <laughs> scars to prove it, right? Yeah. Folks, they from the very beginning. I've seen them jumping in. Uh, there's uh, Zoom games are a thing. You know, on screen <laughs> games are a thing. There's a uh, there's been a lot of creativity that's really um, come out of this. But as kids ministry people, we're also very Im- relational. And I don't know if hey. if you've noticed this, but um, there's a lot of people who are, let's say this gently, I have friends who are senior pastors who couldn't be a kids minister uh, because they just can't relate to people as much or they can't get down on that level for whatever reason. They're not as huggy for whatever reason. They're not huggers. You know, (laughs) the children's pastor at our church, she, she, like, she'll say, I'm, my name is, I'm in a, I'm a hugger. (laughs) That's like, that's her, that's her name tag. So People who are huggers, this has been very hurtful and disappointing and sad because the way they relate to people is can't, it's, it's not the same. So, you know, despite all the creative energies, like the relational stuff hurts. And I think, um, I think the decision point now, like for a lot of churches is, um, you know, we have these changes, where do we go? from here. And, you know, I should jump in here and just share you some of these changes, Tom. I I don't know if I was planning this a little later, but like the, the three main things I wanted to see pre and post COVID are, do you have more kids? Do you have more money? Do you have more volunteers? Because Mm -hmm. all of us who are organizing children's ministry know you got to have kids coming. (laughs) You got to (laughs) have money to do stuff, to do big stuff. If you want to do big stuff or even goldfish. Um, And (laughs) you got to have volunteers to do it because unless you're in a, um, you know, five, five to 10 kids in your church, you need help, uh, right. even just to split up Sunday school classes. And um, this is, this is to me was very interesting because um, I mean, in terms of budgets, let's start with the good news. Budgets are about the same 63 and a, 63 or so percent said our budget's the same. Uh-huh. Um, about 30% said our budget's less and a, a, a small fraction saying our budget's more. So budget was the most stable or the most encouraging of those three questions. Um, the next question was, you know, do you have more or less kids? And, you know, cause you've got your, you've got your money, you can buy your curriculum, you can buy your worship videos, you can buy um, all the donuts or let's, let's hope we're doing some less sugary snacks nowadays, now that we're in the modern health conscious world, but we've got our snacks, we've got our program, we've got everything ready. The kids come and, uh, 52% saying we have less kids. So just half of them right off the bat, more or less kids. They're like less. I said, okay, that's, that's a problem. And then we about the same as 38%. And then 
have more is about 10, 10%. So um, in general, people have the same budget, but less kids and then volunteers. And this is where, this is the worst of the news. And I put these in order yeah. like this for you, but the worst <laughs> news is that we have less volunteers. So right. uh, 50, about 57% just says, nope, less volunteers. I don't have the people I had before. And, you know, you can theorize reason older volunteers are retired or yeah. families. Um, a lot of families aren't attending like they did before, or the families, um, you know, are help making health choices week to week. My kids on quarantine. I shouldn't come to church. I shouldn't lead. I shouldn't be in the nursery if I've got one quarantined at home. Um, yep. So less volunteers, uh, 38% said about the same and only a fractional, like 5% said more volunteers. So just wow. big picture, how have churches uh, changed? I mean, the money is, is, is hanging tight. It's not, it's not great, but it's never been great. And I think in small churches, we're, we're okay with that. But what we can't deal with in a small church is when you go from 15 kids to two, that's right. crushing. Yes, uh, it you, is. If you go from, uh, you have staffed out, let's think three or four, you know, you have your preschool and your lower and your upper elementary programs in Sunday school. And then all of a sudden you have one Sunday school class and you're the teacher because all three of those volunteers have retired because they're. Yeah. Yep. They've got pre-existing conditions and they say, look, I'm yep. out. Well, yeah. And then even if, even if you did try to bring your volunteers back, you'd be like, well, I've got three kids. How do I split three kids into three classes? It's not a right. good idea. <laughs> so, I mean, children's ministry people have been, I mean, they've been adapting, but it's, it's just not like it. I mean, so that, I guess yeah. the question you asked me is why, what was I surprised? I think I'm surprised that people just aren't coming back to church. I mean, yeah. That's uh, if if you wanted a terrible headline, um, people just aren't coming back. At least not yet. Yeah. And I, my suspicion, and and um, I'm I'm reading this from those all those people left these comments about joys and struggles, and and you can read through those if you want if you have two days worth of time to do it. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people are saying there's just been a mindset shift where uh, church kind of feels optional now, at least in-person church, you know, mom right. can watch. Yep. So mom can pull up her Facebook and watch the live stream and her kids can play at home. Yep. So kids ministry as a physical event is not in demand Yep. because right. the families, the mom, mom feels like she's getting fed spiritually and she doesn't need a children's church because her kids are just as happy to play Animal Crossing or play with their Legos or whatever right. else kids do um, at home on Sunday morning. So that that just in itself has made church feel uh, very optional to families. And I, I'd love for Lifeway or Barna or somebody to dig more into this. But this is this beyond my scope. But, you know, what has happened in these families where I'm not a fundamentalist, although I have some friends who are. And uh, maybe maybe one day, if I if I live long enough, I'll become one, <laughs> in some sense. <laughs> but that happens with age. I love you guys. But um, people used to say things like, "The church is the body." There's no uh, go alone Christian, and all those things are true. And all those things are really talking about fellowship and community. But now that we've 
we've changed our definition of church to fellowship to to content. So if church is content, I can consume that on Facebook live stream. Yeah. Um, if fellowship is a group chat on our Facebook group, then I've had my, you know, that that's not the same. That's not right. Uh, I mean, depends on your church, but Lord's Supper is kind of a big deal. And it's like this creepy thing where we all get together and stick our fingers in the same grape juice <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> that, that, that seems outdated and weird, but that's what, you know, you can't do communion community um you can't share a meal together if you're all just digital so that's that's a that's yep. painful and it's yep. surprising that people just aren't coming back so yep that's fine and, and i think a lot of people are struggling with that because you're right and the, the concern for children's ministry leaders is yeah you you've got parents that are 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 consuming um they're they're you know they're consuming the content of a of a service watching it online but their children are are not getting the discipleship they need and i i fear we're going to see another wave of the because the repercussions are going to happen the consequences of this are going to get us um you know it's just like when when parents started doing the whole you know, back off, let kids explore. Everybody gets a, everybody gets a, a, a trophy. You know, what did, what, what did that do to our society? Um, a few years later, we have a generation that fails this very entitlement attitude and well, I got a trophy before you better give me, give me what I want now, or I'm going to scream and I'm going to cancel you. Um, so we're, we're reaping what we've sown years ago. And my fear is, is what's going to happen to the church? What's going to happen to those people of faith that, that have chosen to just say, I'm okay with consuming content online versus being in person and having that community. Um, I think that's a very dangerous uh, premise, but I, and I, and I don't know that the church has come up with solid answers of how are we going to help people realize that, that, Yes, it, you, when you can't come to church and when you shouldn't come to church because you are contagious, um, that, that we want you to consume the digital content, but we also need and want you to be a part of a community and we want you to have um, real, you know, it's iron sharpening iron. It's real discipleship. It's the way their church started um, and, and needs to honestly continue in some spo spo areas. So, um, let me jump, let me jump back there just one minute. Cause I know we're not yeah. going to stay negative. We're going to, we're going to pivot here in a moment and do yes. some encouraging things, but yes, we are. <laughs> uh, what, what I see is, um, is most concerning of this is, is the COVID is the COVID and that's going to be over, right? We, we believe that it's going to be over mm -hmm. <laughs> or the Lord will return <laughs> or something, but you know, every every crisis has its peak and its valleys, and then it's over yep. eventually. World War yep. II, much much dangerous, more dangerous yep. than COVID, uh, and it, it's now history. So COVID will be history. But the 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 thing that's concerning to me is that uh, you can look back, and there's a lot of troubling trends that are accelerating through this. But these aren't yes. trends that started in the '80s or the '10s. These are trends that started after World War II. So you look back, Barna has a great research. I think it ended up in a book, but it's, you can probably find it online. Um, basically, they, they've been doing research back on every cohort. They call them um, 
generations, right? They have mm-hmm. the boomer generation, all, all these generations. I, I can't keep them all straight and they change all the time. But basically every generation, they've, they've tracked them on how they're committed to the church. Things like weekly attendance, things like tithing, things like yep. serving, um, uh, things like uh, Bible reading uh, throughout the week at home. These, I know these aren't, you know, the, the spiritual fruits, but they're something that you can measure as a researcher. And they've looked back at every generation back through World War II. Those numbers are trending down. So less tithers, less attending, less serving, less Bible reading. So each cohort generation they get has mm. been worse. Yeah. Um, and they they basically conclude that Christianity is a um, is is becoming less normal, less part of our culture right. in each successive generation. Now, uh, guys like Ed Stetzer, um, I, I knew Ed Stetzer a little bit when he was at my teaching at my school when I was in seminary. Great guy, brilliant guy. And he says this is great because the true church is going to shine even brighter as the cultural church fades away. I agree. However, <laughs> if kids aren't coming to church and kids aren't in families that read the Bible, yep. you have um, less chance to share the gospel with kids. Kids aren't going to hear the gospel as frequently or as powerfully. And then you're going to have the next generation. um, They're going to be in that twenties, maybe before they get exposed to the gospel, or they may be in their thirties before they get an effective dose of the gospel. And we know as children's ministries, um, looking back, most of us and most people who are active serving in church type leaders accepted Christ as a child or a teenager. Right. And we just say, statistically, that's not happening right now. So that leaves you with a couple things, a, uh, uh, a, a lot less gospel in our country, a lot more, you know, sin tearing up your life before you come to Christ when you're 40 or 50 and have cancer. So there's yeah. no good outcome from this. So um, right. that, that generational trend has been accelerated by this COVID. And maybe it's exposing what was already there. It's stripping out the the cult, the, uh, the casual mm-hmm. Christians or whatnot. Right. And I said, okay, that's, that's valid. I think Christianity is, is shouldn't be casual. It should be like a life commitment to Jesus and stuff. Yeah. But when you don't bring your kids to children's church, even if you're a casual Christian, bringing your kids to children's church is good. It's a positive thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where people can love them and share the gospel and know their name and even eat an occasional donut in Jesus name. It's okay. Um, so that's, that's concerning. The other, the other trend is this entertainment thing. And you just hit that is yeah. that, you know, if even in children's ministry, we're all always struggling with, do we be entertaining or do we be right? Uh, content, relational yep. content? There's all these things happening. Well, our culture is pretty well voted with these um, smartphones and with, with the digital revolution is that everything is content to be consumed. And if you don't like it, um, I've ever watch a kid on YouTube, they've got the box and they'll click to another video in 30 seconds or less. And I'm, I'm walking through the room. My daughter's watching something funny about a pet being rescued from a lake and all this stuff. (laughs) And she clicks to the next video. And I said, I wanted to see that. She says, dad, it wasn't interesting. This other one's going to be more interesting. So we're always, we're always, um, jumping to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yep. And uh, that's in our culture, and it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of issues with that. But I just I say there's that, a whole podcast right there. <laughs> I think this um, 
that trend has been accelerated by COVID. It's definitely been accelerated for education and family life, yeah. but yeah. in church life, it's it's scary. So yeah. there's the bad news, Tom. <laughs> okay, so let's well let's get some positive stuff because everybody's listening, going, "Oh no, this is terrible." Hey, hey, look, God's got some great stuff coming out of this. There's always amazing things that happen. And honestly, yes, through the sifting, I think the church has been sifted and and all of that. But I also think that God is preparing something new for us. And and that while, you know, I mean, yes, I wrote a book, Valleys Over Mountains. Um, <laughs> and, and I talk about valley seasons a lot, but I also tell how people how amazing. And I think the church is in a valley season right now. We're we're down here in the valley and we're we're realizing that that the the things we used to have those were great but god's about to do something new and we have got to prepare ourselves and that's why i keep challenging leaders and i keep saying this on this podcast over and over and over again look if you're going back if you're yearning to go back post pandemic to what you were doing pre pandemic you're missing something um and you're probably missing something that's going to be a game changer for people so let go of some of this stuff and move forward. So I want to know from what you've seen, what are some of the positives to come from this season of ministry? Because I've seen some really cool stuff. I've also seen some concerning stuff, but we're done talking negative. So let's talk positive. Yeah, let's turn the page. Um, it's it's Friday, but Sunday's coming, Tom. <laughs> so woo, we need to just <laughs> roll that sermon clip. So... <laughs> Encouragements I see, obviously, families are empowered to uh, yes. to do children's ministries, and um, I said there was a there's less demand for group children's ministry at the church, so that's good. The demand for that is going down, but the um, the demand for family ministry at home has gone up because families, parents who, and I believe in parents. I mean, I, I don't think any parent wakes up one day and says, "I'm going to let my child slide into a positive." apostasy because I'm too busy on Facebook yes. and to read the right. bedtime Bible story. Nobody does that. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's parents want the best for their kids. I believe that heartily. And I think that's one of the great ways to get new families into the church and say, this is good for your kids, but yes. families are empowered now in a way they've not been. And, uh, I, you see it all over the place, but, uh, I'll just leave it at that families are empowered and churches have mm-hmm. Churches have done a, a better job at this than ever before. So that's great. Uh, digital ministry has flourished and digital ministry is great. It's a blessing from God. I don't, yep. I don't want to say the live stream is the devil. The live stream is awesome. It's, it's really awesome. reaching people that the church hasn't reached. So It's reaching people that are afraid to come, that have anxiety, that have illness, homebound. Um, yep. I like to watch my sermon while I'm using my treadmill or elliptical machine in the garage. <laughs> and that's a spiritual experience for me because I don't know, maybe, maybe your blood's pumping a little harder. It's, it's for me, it's a great experience to worship God while I'm alive and moving. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's digital ministry is that you're taking the gospel everywhere. Our, our good friends at go curriculum, David Roush, yes. um, you know, fantastic stuff. He's, he's pivoted so much that he says, I want kids church to go anywhere the kids go. You know, I'm like, that's right. That's That's the reality. And uh, that's the goal. It's harder to count. It's harder to hug. There's a lot of downsides, but we're done. 
it's a powerful thing that digital ministry has flourished. Yeah. And I think the big picture is that um, the future church will shine in better ways than we can understand. Mm, yeah. Or we can imagine let's, let's, let's confess our limits here. We grew up in the, uh, I don't know, Tom, if you're as young as me or as old as me, but uh, we're talking eighties, nineties, kids yeah. men in the eighties, youth ministry in the nineties, college ministry in the oddies, young adulthood yep. in the tens, uh, middle age now forever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so our life experiences, um, have really, um, they are limiting factors on how we know how to be the church. You can't right. say be the church right. without me thanking pews. And I love pews and I love yeah. chairs and I love, <laughs> I love circle churches too. And I love home churches. I love all these. I've done church in Haiti in a little tiny hat hut. Yep. It's, it's powerful yep. and hot and smelly, but it's different. Right. Um, so the future church is going to be beyond our imaginations. Yes. And uh, these kids, um, I don't know my, my friend in, Las Vegas last night was messaging me and he says he's, he was doing, he was doing meta church. Uh, he was, was doing, uh, yep. what's it called? Uh, it, Facebook church. It's the uh, yeah. Oculus church. I don't know the name. Yeah. Of it, he's well, life, Oculus life church has started a whole thing. Um, I just saw an article about it recently um, of how, yeah, you're going, in fact, they it's grown so much for them virtually that, uh, they had to open up a second room for the virtual attenders to come into because there were so many people already there. And so yeah. there is a whole, I mean, and yeah, again, there's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so, so, so we don't want to freak uh, people and, out with that one, but <laughs> me and Tom playing our super Nintendo back in the <laughs> late eighties would have Atari. never imagined. Oh, yo, I'm, I go way back. <laughs> We would have never imagined you put on this Tron oh, headset and you no. go and you are face was, to face with, with your yeah. cartoon friends in Las Vegas to do church. Yes. Um, yeah. So future church. And I don't even know if that's our, it's not our job even to imagine it. You know, that's, that's the beautiful thing because I, like I trust parents, I trust these young people coming up and I trust the Holy spirit working their life there and whatever, whatever mess of world they find themselves in, in 20 years, 30 years. 50 years when we're gone, they're going to be equipped with that because they have the say, scriptures, God's they got have this. the gospel yeah. and God's got this. I think that's, there's your t-shirt. God's got this. There you go. God's got this. Yeah. I'm just along for the ride. All right. Well, man, I hate to wrap this up, but we're going to have no, to. So, so moving forward, what are a couple of things that leaders should, should be thinking about? I think, and I'll just, I won't elaborate, but I think, um, we need to refresh our vision. Um, mm. You know, uh, I if you participated in Awana's Child Discipleship Forum, that's exactly what they're trying to do. A lot of smart groups are trying to do this, and and I think I wish them all the best. And I, I think it's going to be a beautiful time because we have to refresh our vision. Um, but at the same time, we need kids need impersonal person to person to person relationships more than yeah. ever, both with other kids and with other that. You know, I drive my school bus and uh, that is great. I mean, I would miss, I do miss these kids when we go on our week long quarantines or snow days or whatnot. So, yeah, but we need yeah. to refresh the vision. I mean, every generation has to do this. Every crisis has to do this. Yep. Um, I think moving forward, um, we need to convince parents. Maybe we need to cast the vision that systematic discipling programs 
are worth an hour of their time. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be Sunday school or Sunday night. Maybe it's a club program. Club programs need to come back. Um, Yep, I think that's true. Oh, oh, I forgot. I just blanked on the big one. The uh, the good news clubs and all these clubs. Yep, these need to come back. How I got my start. After school clubs need to come back. Parents need to see this is worth it to get kids with other kids with adults who love Jesus and love them and have fun and share the gospel together. So yep. um, we need yep. to cast that vision. Right. Ministry beyond Sunday morning matters. Um, yeah, so I mean, this this is there's so many positive things that can come out of this, but um, we have to pivot from looking at the bad news. People aren't coming. Right. Yep. And yep. Uh, see what people need, see what families need, and, and help that happen. There we go. That's a great way to wrap this conversation up. So... Um, tell us a little bit as uh, about um, the Sunday School dot store and ministry to children and its ministry, the word two, not number two, um, to, to children.com. I didn't, and, uh, I trust Google too. I say just Google ministry to children, however you want to spell it, they're going to find us. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're putting all these results up on the website. I'll give you a couple of links, Tom. You can just drop those in your show notes too. The PDF, yep. especially, I want people to. It's a three-page PDF that has the actual data, not all my opinions about stuff. Um, and share it with their pastors, share it with their team, share it with their parents. See what uh, see what's uh, see what people are thinking. Yeah. Um, I think this um, if if your pastor listens to podcasts, which you know they all do, they all do it. All these pastors do. They need sure. to listen to this because yes, they um, should. If you're not if you're not reaching the kids, um, your your church won't be there. It just That's it's not right. going to be there in twenty years. If you're not reaching young families. So make this a priority. That's for sure. All right. Well, hey, Tony, thanks for for doing this survey. Thanks for sharing the results with us. Um, I know it's going to start more discussions. In fact, I was sitting here thinking, man, I want to do a virtual roundtable. And I I think the Kid Ministry Collective may host one here real soon to talk about some of this and to talk about the future of kid ministry and what it could be like. Um, and how we can leverage what we have and and what may come um, and start exploring some of that kind of stuff and dreaming a little bit. So, hey, thanks, man. Um, and thank you for your support of this podcast. And and uh, so we really appreciate it. Again, check out sundayschool.store. Um, check out the blog, Ministry to Children. Um, there's a lot of great stuff. Subscribe to it. Um, support it. Go buy some stuff from it. Um, it's all good stuff. Share it with other leaders that may be struggling um, and looking for resources. Let them know about it, that it is there for them to help equip them and build the kingdom. So thanks again for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And stay tuned and join me again for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.